Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 30. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. <laughs> That's good. Hmm, thank That's you. good. That's good. I wasn't sure if you knew where you were welcoming people to for a second there. Oh, I was sure. Yeah, you were sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Then good. All right. Uh, I'm Jay de Oliveira, and I'd like to welcome you to, what is it again? The Daily Walk. <laughs> so let me begin today. What day? Tuesday. That's it as well. <laughs> I mean, she's, somebody's giving me the uh, the the look, all right? No, I'm actually not looking at you yeah, deliberately. No. Yeah, the look is the look away. Look. Looking at my papers, <laughs> trying to concentrate on my task. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, let's pray and uh, let's get back into the passage. Heavenly Father, beautiful day. I want to thank you for this passage. I want to thank you for the opportunity we have to be able to reflect on it and so many uh, avenues and paths that it could take us on. We ask for your spirit to lead us into this space and uh, to uh, apply it to our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm reading from the message today, the MSG, Isaiah 43, 1 through 7 and 18 through 21, because the message kind of lumps the verses together. So that you can't, there's no way to actually know when one verse ends. Okay, subheading, when you're between a rock and a hard place. But now God's message, the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started, Israel. Don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name. You're mine. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end. Because I am God, your personal God the Holy of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you, all of Egypt with rich Cush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back, trade the creation just for you. So don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll round up all your scattered children, pull them in from east and west. I'll send orders north and south, send them back, return my sons from distant lands, my daughters from faraway places. I want them back, every last one who bears my name, every man, woman, and child, whom I created for my glory, yes, personally formed and made each one. This is what God says, the God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say, thank you, the coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I chose, the people I made especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. Mm. I like it when you read... That's great. Thank you. Um, that's good. Did you like this this uh, paraphrase, by the way? Did it help you with the whole ransom little thing in Bidjik? Well, it just kind of um, ignored it. Like no. He, he doesn't put it. Well, I mean, he, he talks, he do, he about, talks Egypt, about Egypt, right but he doesn't say. That's um, how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I sell the whole world to get you back. I trade the Yeah, it has it in, a, in an I would 
like the kind of um, subjunctive case rather than I did this or I'm going to do this. It's more like this is what I would do so, yeah. if I were a psycho, which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's an interesting way of dealing with it. Look, I... I have no way of knowing which is the more I accurate love, in terms of... I love this passage and I love yeah, I love I the, op- nice. I love I like the opening the... of this passage in particular uh, because when he begins there, it says, but now God's message and the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started Israel. I love the transformation. There is just this, there's this movement from Jacob to Israel and it's always this kind of like um, trans- transformation taking place throughout the entire passage. So it's pretty fantastic. Uh, really good for innovation. Uh, great passage for that. All right. And uh, we, our question for today is this. When have you tried something new? Did it work? Did you learn anything from the next time you try something new? How did you deal with failure? And what is your business? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm not surprised, like, Pastor Tim, brother. What is your business? So, What is your business? That means what's the kind of, what's the thing that you're doing that you do something new within? Um, I guess like what kind of work do you do? Yeah, I guess what kind of work do you do that actually requires you to do this? And because everything should require you in some case or form. Ooh. I was once working yeah. in a factory. Did I cut you off? Yes, but I want to hear this story. I remember this factory. Do you remember was this it factory? the one we used to make the medical bits? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. I was once working in this factory and I was, uh, I was assembling... Um, uh, little pieces. I don't like, know. You don't even know what you're assembling. It something was, it medical. Was something to do with some breathing apparatus. I can't remember. And so I just remember arriving. They they gave us all the buckets and and what we had to do is we were on these huge tables. We had to wear masks and gloves and all this kind of stuff. So they said, "Here's the here are the components." They showed us how to assemble it, and then we had to we had to fill them up and put them in the bucket. Well, within about a few hours, I was like. This is really, really easy. I think I can speed this up, right? I, I just thought, why should I just do this slowly? Innovative. I want mm-hmm. to be innovative. And in fact, if I just moved a few of these items around, I can actually speed up the entire process. So I did. Oh, my goodness. It was like I got so many people upset because the people wanted it to go slowly because it meant they had more work. Mm-hmm. The other employees. But yeah, they probably didn't want to get it done bosses, too quickly because then they'd be even, sent home even and they the wouldn't be paid manager, for the hours. The, even the immediate supervisor who was on weed all the time uh, was pretty stoned and uh, was just like adamant. Like, so what did you learn for next time you try something Well, um, I think that you have to have a culture in place. Yeah, that's, that's a good takeaway. You, you have to actually you have to create the culture in place before you actually innovate sometimes or you have to be able to take the punches when you roll with the innovation Okay, uh, here's mine. I had a disastrous thing. This is ten, 10 years ago. Did you do this in an innovation lab? No, I didn't. <laughs> 10 years ago, okay. I was on the okay. planning committee for our leadership roundtable in the department that I used to work at at Andrews. Yeah. And we called it a roundtable. You know, oh. normally we would just sit in a big like Square circle. Table. And I'm kind of thinking, you know what, if we're calling it a roundtable, let's make this really like out there. Let's go all King Arthur. And, and that was your idea? Thing. Well, yeah, totally. Of course it was my idea. I'll tell you more. Okay. So, I mean, we got costumes. <laughs> yeah, we did this. plays. We had dry ice. Uh-huh. We had stocks. My dad built stocks yeah. that people could put. For some reason, Shirley Freed, <laughs> their methodologist, I don't know why she would have to go in the stocks. She was the only one ever doing what she was supposed to do at any point, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. She was in the stocks at one point. So I think the stocks were, it was to punishment if you didn't 
get your work done, uh-huh. so forth. But it seemed like she was there quite a bit. Um, I think she was just doing photo ops. But at the end, um, some people liked it, but I got an enormous amount of pretty negative feedback from people who felt that it was, I'll use scare quotes, unprofessional. Oh. And I thought, you know, what I didn't realize is that these people think of themselves as like professionals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh. And given that I don't think that way, I, I just think, hey, let's do something really interesting and see what we yeah. can, see if it can be fun, if, it, if we can get some laughs out of yeah, it, if yeah, it yeah. can be kind of... I didn't know that was your idea. Oh, yeah, totally. And so I, I got completely ripped by it. So, I mean, this really? is 10 years ago. I still feel a little bit stung by that, to be honest, although wow. I've mostly got over it. So I think what takeaway did I get from that? I think partly what you said of recognizing who your audience is and if there are people who are just not going to be amenable to something, then maybe it's not the right time and place for it. Um, but you know what? I think there were still some people who enjoyed it. So if I had it to do over again, I think I would probably still do it. Yeah. And just figure, you know, every year, no matter what we did, people, there'd be people who didn't like it. So that's a takeaway that I also have from ever trying anything new is that you will always have people who don't like what you did. I have so many. And then you'll have people yeah. who do like it. So I, I, I don't know. I have so many I mean, stories of attempts and stuff like that and i'm I'm with you on that yeah but my first reaction though was to kind of shut down and think i'm not going to put myself out there anymore i'm not going to try anything i think that's often a reaction that a lot of people have if you feel like you've been kind of had a lot of arrows coming your way or something it's like you know what i'm tired i don't have the energy to deal with this so i think it stops a lot of us from being innovative it does and and there's a yeah i mean it does sometimes it paralyzes you and sometimes you actually can just power through it as well and there's all sorts of reasons for that so um unfortunately our time's up for today but uh, let me repeat the question for everybody else when have you tried something new did it work did you learn anything from the next time you try something new how did you deal with failure what is your business uh think about that look after each other live love and we will connect tomorrow thanks for your support for the daily walk podcast wherever you are in the world we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too if you can help us out by giving online then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well keep us in your prayers look after each other and live love